This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Uh, Let's subject ourselves to a little heartbreak and maybe some bad beats as we look towards college hoops. This evening, let's start with some uh, top 25 matchups, starting with Purdue, the number one team Mm. in the land hosting Iowa. We've got Purdue laying seven and a half here, total 149 and a half. Jinx, we know Purdue is good, but against the spread, they've not been a profitable team. If you look at uh, the Boilermakers against the spread this season, just 10, 13, and one, and even worse at home, where they're four and eight ATS. So, yes, we know Purdue is a very good team. Mm But this is seven and a half points. It is. But in this situation, I really like Purdue a lot. And I'm with you. And I have stayed away from Purdue, particularly away from home. But this is a good bounce back spot for the Boilers after that loss to the Hoosiers over the weekend. And you look at Iowa. Don't be fooled by Iowa. They've won three straight. Ah, Good for them. Every one of those victories has been in Iowa City. Also, in their last 12 games in West Lafayette, Iowa is 1-11. and Matchup-wise, I know they have to cover the number here if you're talking about Purdue, but if you're talking about a matchup, Purdue is so big, and not just with Zach Eady across the board. They have a huge size advantage. I think they take advantage of that. I will lay the 7.5 with the Boilers. I won't. I will not be laying 7.5. I think it is either Iowa or nothing for me. This is a team that's been good at covering numbers as of late, and I think you can point to the matchup and say Purdue has a huge advantage, but – they always have a huge advantage. Like with Zach Eady, you are always going to have the advantage, and they're still not covering these numbers. I think that is the problem with playing Purdue because they're always, I'm not going to say overvalued because they are a good team, but they're just not covering these numbers. So this one actually opened at nine, and it's been bet down to seven and a half. So I think for me, if I were to play this one, I would lean towards the points and Iowa, a team that uh, has been good in recent stretch, seven and two against the number in their last nine and Purdue, uh, not great uh, against the number so far this year, especially at home. So uh, I'm going to roll against you in that one. Let's go out West. Number 16, Gonzaga and San Francisco. We've got Gonzaga laying 14 and a half. This one has uh, scaled down because it was 15 and a half last night. I snagged that uh, as soon as I saw it because Jenks, I'm on San Francisco here. I love San Francisco here. I'm just trying to decide if I'm going to pair it with my hockey play and make this one of my best bets, but I'm totally with you. And I think San Francisco is absolutely the right side. Here's the thing. When you're betting San Francisco, they sort of live and die in, in, in many ways by the three-point shot. They take a lot of threes, and that is not something that Gonzaga does a good job of defending. So as long as San Francisco is hitting from three, hitting from deep, and they don't go cold, this is way too many points. Also, as we always talk about, Gonzaga is bad at covering the spread. They're 7-15-1 against the number this season. I like the matchup. I think it's way too many points. I'm on the dons. Are we sensing a trend here? where you have these blue bloods teams that the casual person is Mm -hmm. like, Oh, that team's amazing. When you just take them to cover the spread every single night, it's not the case. The market is too high on these teams and they're having to uh, lay these really sizable spreads. So it's not that Gonzaga is bad. They're 19 and five overall and an absolute wagon at home where they're 10 and one. 
it's just this is a huge spread. Uh, San Francisco, on the other hand, four and one against the spread uh, in their last five games, including some games in which they were getting around this range of points. We're getting eleven and a half against St. Mary's, another good team out west, and cover that mm-hmm. spread uh, of eleven and a half. So for Gonzaga, I think this is a team that is squarely overvalued. And I'll be on San Francisco, uh, getting all of the points here. And like I Love said, it. it's it's already tricked down uh, from 14, from 15 and a half, I should say. Uh, staying out west, let's go to Oregon State and number seven, UCLA. Uh, UCLA laying a big number here, 14 and a half. Total 140, uh, 24 and a half. Jinx, I don't have any interest in laying this big of a number, but I feel like UCLA is probably the right side. Yeah, it is. I'm the same way. That's what I wrote down here in my notes, which is like, I don't know how I feel about 14 and a hook, but if you're going to play this game, I think you have to play UCLA. Number one, the Beavers offense. I mean, it is terrible. I would rather spend hours watching an actual Beaver build some sort of dam <laughs> in the river. Like, they're really bad. They rank 352nd in the country in offense. They are so bad. And, of course, UCLA's calling card is their defense. They're so very talented. Mm-hmm. And I think over the course of this game, UCLA just shuts down Oregon State. Ruins are also 4-0-1 in their last five matchups against Oregon State. So, if you want to play it, lay the big number. That's what I would think, too. Uh, just because... UCLA is one of those teams that is in the matrix of teams that can win a national title just because they're mm-hmm. so good on offense and on defense. The number three team on the defensive end, according to Kim Pom, and number 23 in the nation when it comes to offense. So not only are they stifling on the defensive end, they also have the the offensive weaponry to cover a big number. So I wouldn't be shocked if they you know, cover this, but at the same time, I have no interest in laying 14 and a half. It's a huge slate today in college hoops. Let's go to number set, uh, 15, St. Mary's at Loyola Marymount. Uh, St. Mary's laying eight and a half, another good team out West, and a total of 129 and a half. Jinx, do you like St. Mary's here? I do lean St. Mary's here. No one's talking about the Gales. The Gales are really good. They're going to win the conference. Yeah, they're really good. Beacon Zag on Saturday, and in that game that they won, they were outshot, out-rebounded, didn't matter. The only issue I have here is that both of these teams are pretty damn good at covering the number. St. Mary's is 14-8-2 this season. Loyola is 14-9-1. So... Both of them do a good job, but the Gales are in better form right now. Lions have lost two straight, so I I would lean St. Mary's. I think I would, too. The only thing that scares me a little bit is that their road offense is considerably worse when they are Mm -hmm. playing on the road, Uh, averaging just 66 points when they're playing away from home. And then overall, they're averaging 71 points. So maybe there's a difference there because these two teams have already played, but it was at St. Mary's and St. Mary's won 76 to 62 as 14 point favorites. So we all knew that they were supposed to win that game. I think this number is a little short. I still think I like St. Mary's, a very solid squad out West to cover the eight and a half. So let's go to the Pac-12, number four, Arizona at Cal. God, Jinx, another big number. Arizona laying 18 and a half. God. Are you taking a swing here? No, but I'll tell you something. The only argument for Cal, and I mean the only argument, is that this number's too high because there's nothing 
on that team and nothing here that suggests that they can hang with Arizona. Cal is 3-20 this season. 3-20. They've lost their last five games by an average of 21 points. So when they lose, they lose big time. Obviously, that's more than the spread here. Also, when you look at against the number metrics, Cal is 4-10 against the number in their last 14 games at home. Everything points to the Cats in this one. We know how quickly they can rack up points, but I'm I'm not going to lay 18 and a half, but I would not bet on Cal. That's for damn sure. Right. If anybody has an offense to cover a huge number, it's yes. definitely Arizona. I think that's what you're looking for when you are looking for candidates to cover huge spreads. You need a team that can run people out of the gym on the offensive side. Uh, and Arizona is certainly one of those teams. But like I said, there's other games on the board. Uh, quickly, the other game I was looking at is Ohio State Northwestern. Ohio State's been on a terrible tear against the spread one and nine ATS over their last 10. Meanwhile, Northwestern six and four ATS uh, in this particular matchup, they're getting five and a half points. So I think I'm leaning towards the Wildcats. They're the Wildcats, right? Uh, getting That's five right. and a half. Uh, did you ever, did you look at any other games today, Jenks, or this it for you? Is it going to be San uh, Francisco? It's going to be San Francisco. I keep looking at this game. Like while you're talking about Northwestern, I'm like, remember, she's talking about Northwestern. Keep your focus on it. <laughs> like, remember, Northwestern. You you almost went to Northwestern. You applied to Northwestern. Remember Northwestern. But no, I I, I just love this San Francisco-Gonzaga game. And the more I look at it, the more I like it. So when it comes to college basketball, I have to really narrow my focus because I tend to focus on the larger schools, which is not necessarily a good way to make money. And you're very good at taking mid-major schools like Belmont, for example, which you were on last night. And I understand Belmont's right there in Nashville, but still that's the best way to make money here. But at least when it comes to this Gonzaga-San Francisco game, San Francisco's not a major school, but you made a very good point is that when the public sees these teams that have been good for so long, they tend to draw that money almost automatically, no matter the spread. But yeah, I'm going to stick with San Francisco here. I just have to decide if I'm adding it to my hockey pick. Yeah, I like it as well, if that means anything. I don't think necessarily that you have to bet on small schools. I just think you try to stick to the same conference or the same schools which makes it a lot easier because it can be really challenging to try to know every single college hoops team. So that was some of the first uh, bit of advice I had when capping college basketball is just to stick to a conference or a few teams because you can see their tendencies, you can see how they're playing, as opposed to you know trying to know everything uh, about everything. So that's why I've stuck to like Belmont, just because I follow them, they're on the local news. It's easier for me. I, I think that's really smart because – if you thin yourself out too much and spread yourself just too thin, like I'm trying to know a little bit about everything, it's much better to say, you know what I'll do? I'll I'll shrink my sample size just a little bit of the number of teams I know about, but delve more into the numbers with those teams. So I think it's a smart strategy. Although the reason we keep you on top of the top 25 teams is because March Madness right around the corner. Yeah. You need to know about them. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.